Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, the new summer job. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. So this is, a, I think, a fun jumping off point. Uh, and, and I thought of it because I was on a phone call right before this and we were talking about our household rules around screen time or lack thereof. Okay. And that got me thinking about, uh, got me in fact talking about Kira's summer job or plans for a summer job. Risk permitting. Yeah. Yes. And I thought it'd be cool to, uh, just talk about that. It's, uh, it's like talk about changing the way we interact with the world, like technology's effect on society. When I think back to my summer jobs, it didn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but you made money from day one so <laughs> right this will probably take some time to get into <laughs> yeah yes creating the leverage mm-hmm. so uh the big reveal oh wait before we do that okay with that teaser in place i, I have to give it these new worlds update oh okay yeah cooper is addicted to it <laughs> he loves it so we had we awesome had, yes dear listener might recall that i had we were uh, originally confused by ourselves, you know, not reading the manual, the F manual, <laughs> as they say, uh, made a couple of assumptions about certain things. And the tiniest little rule changes can really change the uh, effect, the, the experience of the gameplay. Yeah. And so once we got that clarified, uh, Cooper was like all over it. You know, it, it's <laughs> fun because it's like the perfect length game. It doesn't, it doesn't last forever and you don't have to hold like a million things in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just kind of like keep going, keep going, keep going. There's, it's like got enough pieces that it's fun, but not so many pieces that it's like, oh, I got to set this up and then put this away. And, you know, so for casual, casual, like family game experience, it's really cool. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it that much. That's awesome. Yeah. He's like, he, like last night on the way home from karate, he's like, can we play these new worlds when we get home? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe we've got a bunch of stuff to do. But so tonight <laughs> though, we've, Erica's going out to dinner with some knitting friends. So we're going to play a couple rounds of TNW. Oh, that's cool. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's stoked. I, I'm stoked too, but it's, it's fun that like the kidlet is like, let's play that game again. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to send you a copy of Icebreakers. Exactly. Yep. So is that? So I saw the the artwork. What's the? We we have the print and play, but I haven't printed it out yet. Yeah. But is that? Um, what's your stage of completion for the for Icebreakers? I mean, it's come together a lot quicker because it's a much smaller game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I think mostly read. I mean, I I started on it several months ago before I mention it to anyone so it's it's been brewing for a while but um um yeah it's mostly done i think i've I've entered it into a entered it into a contest um a a simple elegance game contest by the game crafter and i'm hoping that it does well in that i don't suspect i'll win because it is a tiny game but i'm hoping to make it into the top 20 so i get it reviewed by a publisher and get some good feedback and stuff that way Mm. i I couldn't i couldn't enter these new worlds because uh, the game is too old this was like strictly for new you know things things uh newer than these new worlds is at this point but Mm. got it these old worlds yeah (laughs) these ancient worlds (laughs) um yeah we part of the part of cooper's enjoyment of the game is he likes to try to pronounce the planet names (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's there's one that I, would, I wish I could remember. It's so funny the way he says it. He's, he knows he's saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll interject. But it's so okay. funny. He just says it and he just <laughs>, laughs. Um, anyway, uh, so having a lot of fun with it. And, and it kind of actually segues into the topic because the, you know, here's a, here's a nine-year-old boy, whatever that means. And he's got access to pretty, pretty much unfettered access to the internet on pretty much any device you would want, you know, Xbox, iMac, you know, MacBook Pro, iPhone, uh, iPad, iPad. uh, Oculus Go, like you name it. Yeah. This kid could go full, you know, whole hog internet all day long, day and night. And he does do plenty of, he does do do plenty of, uh, you know, work on the computer and he does play a little bit with the, not not so much the iPads. He's like way more into the computer because he does a lot of work on the computer. So it's, it's a better work. Right. He does, does a lot of animation type stuff. Yeah. So it's, I think, notable that he, given unfettered access to all of that stuff, like almost seriously, like we, we supervise it, but we hardly ever are like, okay, you know, get out of that YouTube hole. It almost never happens. Right, right. So he's sort of learning how to be the fish in water and in a way that's, um, you know, like he, he knows his boundaries and he sticks to them, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. he knows his, he knows that if you watch a bunch of YouTube videos, you're not supposed to watch, they're going to sh- change your recommended videos. And like, he <laughs> right. knows he's going to get busted. So, but it, right. doesn't, it doesn't feel like that's why he doesn't go too far off the reservation. It feels more like he's just interested in other stuff and mm-hmm. there's plenty of other stuff. It's not like he's running out of other stuff to look at, but given all of that, he still wants to play a card game. He still wants to run around in the yard with, uh, you know, his karate stuff or like a wiffle ball bat and throw it up, you know, throw sticks on the roof and like yeah. all the, all this stuff that you would, that, that, you know, that, that, that a nine year old boy quote unquote should be doing. Yeah. And all this stuff yeah. that, that technophobes would fear he wouldn't want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's, and, and fast forwarding, a few years down the road, uh, Kira is seventeen and has she's a she's a gamer. She's a big gamer. She's big into video games, but still, three or four nights a week, she's leaving the video games alone to like go out with friends. There's some hiking trails around here that they like to go out on and and you know mess around and you know hang out at the creek, especially in the summer and go wading in the creek type thing. <laughs> and, at the creek, like yeah. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I know, right? Let's go down yeah, to the creek. And, Right, go down to the creek, <laughs> put on put on the wading shoes, and <laughs> or and and half the time I'll I'll think like oh, she's in her room playing video games or something, and I'll look in and like yeah she may have YouTube going listening to music, um but she's sitting there working on a drawing or something like that yeah or doing a painting or yeah yeah it's it's like I mean all kids are different obviously and mm-hmm. it's it's not like I'm the last person that's going to give anybody parenting advice. But it, I think it's right. And video game addiction certainly is a real thing that can happen. Of course. Right. It, but it is, it kind of reminds me of like, so I have some friends from Europe who I was hanging out with one time and, you know, just kind of like, I, I don't know if this is a great parallel or not, but they, they grew up, you know, uh, with full access to like whatever alcohol they wanted. It just wasn't, it was like, right. as a little kid, you could drink whatever you wanted. There was no 
there's no social issue Stigma, around yeah. it. And, you know, wine's gross. Like they didn't want like, oh, <laughs> can I try that? Yeah, here, try it. Ugh. You know, and then at some point, maybe they develop a taste for it or whatever. And or at least this was their experience. But like, here's a bunch of guys I'm hanging out with. We're out basically clubbing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm over there on a visit and they had a couple of beers and, you know, and they're sort of like soccer fan types. And I, I would, I was expecting, I was nervous. Like I was going to go out and these guys yeah. are going to like drink me under the table like or something. Drink under the table, right. Yeah. And like, no, nah, like by the end of the night they were having milk. Yeah, I was like, right. I was like, I'm like, uh, and I, I mentioned it and they're like, eh, you know, we went through that like blackout drunk phase when we were like 15. Right. You know, and, and it's you like do we're it, over it. Yeah. We're just over it. It was like uh, sort of, it's just not a big deal to that. It wasn't, it wasn't like where like in the U S like it's held out as this thing and there's this whole culture around like, or at least there was when I was this age, right. you know, the culture around f- fake IDs and how do you get into the bar and like, who's got an older brother and, every, and, and everybody goes out and gets drunk on their 21st birthday. And yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And you get plastered and, and it's, it's almost like a rite of passage and all that, but it kind of holds mm-hmm. it up as this, uh, it, it's almost like, it's almost like it creates a desire that it wouldn't normally have. Right. You know, sort of armchair it's like, psychology. It's just, it's, it's just fermented fruit. <laughs> yeah. Monkeys, could, you know, like, like fermented corn, you know? <laughs> whatever. Right. So, you know what I'm obviously I'm not recommending that like little kids get smashed, but it, it was just, a, <laughs> it, was, it feels like a parallel where, cause it's the same thing with food in our house. Like it, it, we probably sound like the worst parents ever. Like we have no rules. <laughs> we have basically no rules. There's a couple of things that we have there. We are, they're very inflexible about, but they're all about, they're mostly about like social things. Like you will be polite or you will not live with mm-hmm. us. You will, you know, there's stuff like that. Yeah. But things that um, any kind of regimented kind of, uh, you know, f- stuff like you'll finish every, you know, I made this dinner for you. You're going to eat every bite. Like, no, no, no. We don't yeah, even we- sit down to like a, a group meal. It's kind of like, dad, I'm hungry. It's like, okay, what do you want? It's like mm, ice cream bar. Yeah, go ahead. You know, <laughs> and, and it's the same thing. It's like they get, they're like, since it's never, um, at least with our kids, I'm just saying this works with our kids. I know it doesn't work with all kids, mm-hmm. but with our kids, uh, with stuff like that, there's like no reason to fight for it because they're like, oh, I can have whatever I want pretty much. So it, then then they're like, all right, it's you know not what? special. Yeah, it's not special. Exactly. It's not special. So they're like, you know what? I don't really want an ice cream bar right now. Can I get some peppers or do we have any healthy right. food? <laughs> they seriously will be like, do we have any healthy food? We're like, yeah, what do you want? Grapes? We've got it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take you over yeah. grapes. So they, they kind of naturally, our kids, not all kids, our kids sort of naturally gravitate to more or less what we would kind of force them to eat if we were going to force them to eat stuff. <laughs> and the point being that, um, that with the technology stuff, I feel like it's interesting to see that same sort of thing. Like where, where, cause it, the sort of scared version of it is that, um, that if, if, if the parent wasn't, uh, policing it, policing then the kids it, would get sucked into it. Yeah. And that would they, be all they would do. Yeah. Like it's heroin yeah. or something. Yeah, I've certainly seen that happen with some kids. I'm I'm not saying it doesn't at all. I've certainly seen it. Um but it is it is refreshing and nice to see them just naturally finding that balance. Right. Yeah, they're like I mean, as an adult, if you listen to this, you're probably a relatively tech person like you get sick of the computer. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's not the best feeling. You get sick of it. 
and like, no, I'm I'm working on a thing today that I have to get done for a for a project, and I'm just like, ah, I want to get away from the computer. I can't wait to go to the lake tomorrow. Right, exactly. <laughs> there is. It's almost like there is this. Um, if it's not, yeah. If you hold it up as special, well, let's put it like this. I think this is fair to say. If you hold something out as like special and scarce and rare, then it's going to increase the value of the thing and the in the in the person the perception of the person who can't have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. No, that's so pretty common logic, but right. And at, you know, it's definitely a slippery slope. Like when it, especially when it comes to things like say nicotine, for example, which I will <laughs> yeah. I will you know. I'll lock my kids in a closet if that happened. You know, like I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not like free range parent, but, uh, the screen and if they, stuff. And if you, and if they hadn't found that balance on your own, on their own, that you would give them more direction. Yes. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not like you're just letting them loose and, and it works out however it works out. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're, we're the same way here. It's because they found that balance themselves, then you don't feel the need to sort of step in and say, Hey, you spent 14 hours on YouTube today. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we do, yeah, we do occasionally, it's not like there's a rule like, oh, it's, you know, all screens off at 8 p.m. or something. But mm-hmm. we will do stuff all the time where it's like Maggie will ask for that second chocolate bar. And it's like, well, maybe you should try something healthy first. She's like, okay. Right. You know, we're, we're, there's some nudging going on here and there. Or if somebody's been like on YouTube, see, like there are certain things that they'll do on the computer where I'm like, you could do that 18 hours a day if you want. Like if, if Cooper mm-hmm. wants to animate 18 hours a day, do it fine. As long as he's getting, right. you know, here, here's another thing. I do have to make him go to sleep. Like he would, he would <laughs> stay up. He would just pull all nighters until he fell over. Mm-hmm. So I do have to, um, you know, air quotes, force him to go to sleep. Um, but, because he would just like, I just need to do one more thing. One more, one more frame, one more frame. <laughs> but to me, that's like, to me, that's that kind of creative work in a digital realm. I feel like creativity is, is going to be the last, the last thing that the robots take from us. Yeah. So to, to be proficient in a creative, I honestly, I think creativity doing creative work and publishing it, I think are, that's going to be the, like the last holdout of the humans like doing creative work and publishing it is like, to me, that's, that's, it all comes back to board games. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I don't, it doesn't have to be creative work on the computer. It could be creative work anywhere, but a Mm -hmm. lot of it's going to be on the computer. So, so, uh, you know, to have them be just more, more comfortable in that space than I'll probably ever be. I feel like is a good thing. You know, I could end up eating those words, I suppose, but you know, and again, not saying that's the way to go for everyone, but to me, it's like they they showed an interest, an aptitude, uh, a, a desire. It's like a natural thing. And since mm-hmm. we're homeschooling, it's like we're really sensitive to them expressing interest in stuff, and then providing the tools for them to like learn on their own and like explore right. and and play, basically. Whatever you know, and play in the broader sense of just experiment and, and you know, fail I, in a I, safe way. I have to feel like there's some degree of like all of this technology and things that my kid has been immersed in for years now. I have to think has some influence on the fact that my child wants to, is going to study to be a literal rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about it. So she, so she was looking for summer jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Just got her license looking for summer mm-hmm. jobs. 
And we live in a small college town, and most of the part-time work is taken up by college students looking for part-time work. So there's not a lot of places around here that hire people under 18 because they don't have to, and there's extra liabilities that come along with it. Hmm. So having a hard time finding a summer job. Right. <laughs> so, and it was discouraging and everything. And I said, you know, I I have a friend whose who's, um, kid streams games on Twitch and makes money from donations and the Twitch partner program and everything that way. Mm. I said, Why don't you give it a try? Yep. So, so that's the plan. And, and I told her, it's like, look, you're going to take time because you have, it's, it's not just playing video games. You have to learn to market yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you have to put yourself out there on social media and do the marketing to get people in to watch you. So you don't expect to make money for six months or so realistically, but if you can, if you can build up an audience and, Make some part-time cash streaming video games on Twitch while you're going to school. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, people, People. I think a lot of... It's easy for f- certainly older folks. I would say even folks older than me. Like my age, mm-hmm. my age group, my age group is right on the cusp because I have a bunch of friends who had kids really, really what I would call early, you know, like in their early 20s. Right. And right. they seem really, they've, they've, even though we graduated high school the same year, they're a lot more like my parents' generation than they are like me, who mm-hmm. waited, you know, 20 years after that to have kids. So I was yeah, like... That's an interesting observation. Yeah, I, they're a lot older. I, they have grandkids now, and they're like yeah, 50. Yeah, I, I, I had Kira when I was 24. And like, I do think there are a lot of other parents my age that I don't relate to as well. Mm-hmm. Who parents of younger kids that I, I yeah yeah interesting yeah so right because I'm like ten years older than you yeah so I feel like you I feel like you and I are like on the same wavelength right because the ten years difference I was basically mm-hmm. living in a van playing rock guitar you know oh. so it was like I was in I was <laughs> well, like it's not that I'm super mature or something it's that you're lagging behind here. yes yes <laughs> that's it's probably I'm sure it's a combination of both but. Uh, <laughs> I definitely extended my Peter Pan phase for nice. a solid 10 years. Nice. Uh, so, right. So it's, yeah, my, <laughs> it's arrested development, right? So <laughs> anyhow, um, the, it, it's really, I, people my age, whatever, you know, whatever the reason is like a lot of folks my age and older, I just see them like roll their eyes when people hear news about um, people watching video watching other people play video games like that's any different than watching a bunch of people play baseball right and like yeah i mean i mean richard's take on it he was kind of like why would people make donations and why can you make money on this i understand like he understands like enjoying watching a video game playthrough hmm. because he's a gamer but the idea of tossing money at someone for doing it is he's like what why <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of like uh, I, I, I kind of don't either. I kind of do. It's like, but you don't really have to understand as long as it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I to me, there's like two. There's two dynamics at play. At least mm-hmm. two dynamics at play. They're fairly obvious to me. One is, it's like you know, because I used to play guitar on the street corner with a hat, and mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit of that where people a are like a little, people are like whoa that was sick or like great song or 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 mm-hmm. just like whatever and they walk by and they they throw you some change or they buy a cd or whatever 
because that's what it was back then or a tape right <laughs> yeah tape yeah and and then there's the i want to support this this person this specific person so they can keep entertaining me you know right, it's yeah. like a there's whole a, new model there's there's a couple of a couple of youtubers that i support on patreon for that reason it's like right they the the stuff you're doing is really entertaining and it makes me happy that i can sit down twice a month and watch this 45 minute video from you traveling around the world so mm -hmm. here's six bucks a month toward continuing to do that <laughs> yeah yeah independent media it's like instead mm -hmm. of instead of like corporate media as i've heard it described there's corporate media and independent media at least that's what the independent media people call it and mm -hmm. uh and it's like you know it's it's um i could see that as a major as like a, a serious trend where the it's probably extremely small percentage wise right now but i could see it catching on because of the phase that we're going through right now with um uh sort of the monetization of the eyeball type of thing where it's like well if you don't want that you know like the clickbait headlines and all of the you know you try to go to a website and there's like a thousand pop-ups and they're just trying to yeah. get you to you know click on anything so that they can they can get their their, their, get their ad, ad revenue yeah. exactly well that model that that reality is a direct outgrowth of an of an ad supported model so mm -hmm. if you don't like that, well, guess what you have to do? There's a, there's a really easy solution. Pony up, you yeah. know, be $5 yeah. a month to the New York Times or whatever, or whatever, whatever your paper of choice is. Right. Or if you're, if you just like, you know, flipping through the cable channels, which I haven't done in probably 10 years. And oh, you, it's painful. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I see it at the kid at the, our in-laws house because mm -hmm. my uh, father-in-law is big. Like he likes watching golf and and old sitcoms yeah. and stuff. And you see an like, ad come on, it's like, oh. I feel like it's changed, and the ads are even longer and more frequent than they used to be. That may not be the case. I may just be misremembering, but it feels like there's more ads than show now. Yeah, guaranteed. And and that's the well, we don't need to go into the business aspect of that, but that's a, the sign of the end. Because mm -hmm. they're over monetizing to hit their numbers, and when, when, uh, so they're they're overcharging the smaller and smaller group that's advertising there, so they can continue hitting their trend line, and at a certain point, that means they keep raising the prices on their core audience, and at a certain point, they raise the price so high that the core audience is like, "Why don't we spend all this money on like YouTube?" See ya. Something, something, something. Hourly billing. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, the, <laughs> the the most obvious example of it was Nokia imploding when the yeah. iPhone was released. Yeah. Because they they just kept, you know, iPhone comes out and then they just kept and they started to, started to lose users, charged mm -hmm. more and more and more to keep hitting their numbers without adding uh, the value. Value, yeah. And, and that's when you fall off a cliff. I'm seeing it happen with, you know, I won't name names, but I'm seeing it happen in other, like box software space which mm -hmm. you wouldn't even think box software still exists, but it does. And it's like you're overcharging their core audience, overcharging more and more on the core audience. And anyway, so the, it does tie into the, the, the concept though, because direct to consumer or direct to viewer support is it, it, it takes out the middleman and it, uh, it's, it's not as, uh, what's the word? It's probably, it's not as much absolute, dollar exchange but there's no middleman right. so the the streamer let's say is probably paying um 
you know, some small percentage to like Twitch or, and maybe a payment processor. I don't know if, I don't know if Twitch has a, it has their own, they probably do have their own payment processing. I don't know. We haven't gotten that far into researching it yet because we've been dealing with uh, like a strep throat and then wrist issues. <laughs> wrist issues may delay this until fall. Right. There, there may be surgery in a week or two. So. Yikes. So, well, anyway, the bottom line is that that would be that I think the sort of slow train wreck that is the ad model uh, online will have it, it has to play itself out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, YouTube Red, I pay for YouTube Red just so like Cooper's not seeing erectile dysfunction ads. And like <laughs> right. I'm getting like weird questions about like, what's a UTI? Like, <laughs> seriously? You know, so, you know, and what's, I don't even know how much it is, like $9 a month or something to have no ads on YouTube. It's not because the kids don't even care about the ads. They don't even, usually don't even see them, you know, with the the bottom, the banner ads. I'm like, how can you even look at this screen with all these banner ads everywhere? Just close them. Like what banner ads? (laughs) Yeah. They don't know what I'm talking about. They're completely blind to them. But the pre-roll ads, you, you, you know, you get them watch at least three seconds of something that's way too adult. Like the videos are fine, but the ads are too adult. So I'm like nine bucks a month, get rid of those mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And that's the, that's the model. It's like, if you don't want ads, then pay. It's like, it's a pretty easy choice. Yeah, it is. It is. There's, there's a lot of things I would much rather just pay a few bucks a month for. Like I, I don't mind supporting creative people who are providing me entertainment. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I have the disposable income where it's, to, to do it I, I don't mind a bit to support people who bring me entertainment mm-hmm. that just seems that just seems like a logical thing to do it's like oh I, I love your stuff I'm gonna support you doing it yeah yeah and it's it's nearly frictionless which is like one mm-hmm. of my one of my questions is like I don't know if you want to talk about this but I, I remember when Kira was thinking you know this maybe a year or two ago she was doing like digital art for people's avatars and things like that and you were like Mm -hmm. how is she gonna get paid like how do we do this is there some sort of a solution for that now or is she older so it's okay uh no she's not she's not because she's still not 18 yet so it still has to go to my paypal account Hmm. and in fact i'm not sure i'm not sure if she'll be able to do the twitch payments or if they'll have to come to me i'm not sure on that Mm -hmm. yet either but Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we ended up just okay. I'm gonna rename my Twitch or my PayPal account so it just says K Shaver. <laughs> and conveniently, since we share initials, mm-hmm. <laughs> this will work. Got it. Yeah, that's. I, I feel like I haven't ever thought about that. Yeah, the idea. It's it's like. It's like, so if she makes this money, she has to pay taxes on it, but there's no legal way for her to collect it. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I I am trying to work a concept up. So, okay, this is funny. So talk about parenting. I'm trying to, the kids are definitely at the age. They're they're well aware of money. They're well aware of the concept Mm -hmm. of money. Um, we do, we've been, this is like a new thing for us, but we've been having babysitters. Can you believe it? After, you know, eight or nine years of having kids. And so the babysitters, uh, some of them take Venmo, which is great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but we have one that just takes cash. And so, you know, like they see 
like they have no respect for cash. It's like another piece of paper. And it's like, again, <laughs> coins have something inherently cool about coins. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty cool artwork on coins and they're, and they're like, they feel, they feel substantial, but they're not, they make no differentiation between like American dollars. And I have a bunch of foreign money all in this like mm-hmm. one stack in our house. Like here's our, here's our, our stash right. of cat, our cash stash. And it's just a mix of money from all over the place that, you know, they come back from traveling. You still have like some pounds or euros or whatever. Well, you can send it here. We'll be needing it next summer. (laughs) If you don't, if they don't value it anymore, you can send it here. Well, they (laughs) know. Yeah. Right. Well, but they don't like the kids took a $20 bill out of the drawer, like the the babysitter drawer Mm -hmm. the other day. And I'm like, don't like, I was like, I'm like, what are you guys, are you going to rip that? Like, don't rip that. Like, Like stop. Yeah. You know, because to them, it's just like it's 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 just like another it's as abstract as like, you know, a a pound note or whatever. I don't even know what's in the drawer. But so I'm like, "Eh." I kind of want them to start to, you know, like not an allowance, but like the idea of an allowance, like have an allowance Mm -hmm. start to think about, you know, just making purchasing decisions. Do I want this more than that? And we haven't, I haven't done a, a great job doing that with them. It's kind of like we go to a Target and they're like, oh, can I have this? I'm like, yeah, whatever. How much is it? Yeah, yeah, fine. And yeah. they never have to like, um, they usually know they're good for like one treat when we, when they get me to take them to Target, which isn't that often. <laughs> but, you know, if daddy takes them to Target, they know I'm the soft touch. So they're going to get whatever they want. They're going to get a thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. If it's under 10 bucks, it's a yes. Yeah, so, or Kira, Kira got the final allowance this month. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that we won't help her out with stuff, but the final, this is the guaranteed amount of money we're going to give you every month. Yeah, the universal basic income. <laughs> yeah, because now it's like we're paying your car insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh. So what, yeah. So do you remember when you, well, obviously you had an allowance then. So when did you start doing that, if you remember? Uh, I think I ran 11. And was it a cash thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's always been cash. So I'm tempted to do that on the one hand because it's it's the least abstract version. Mm-hmm. Well, I take that back. It wasn't always cash. For a while, it was mostly cash. And then part of it was like um, iTunes allowance because that was back when she was using iTunes for everything. Mm-hmm. And she liked getting music and music and games and stuff that way. So we did a, a small part of it was was um, iTunes allowance. And that was, that was to, part of the goal was just to, hey, give her an, an easy way to give her some, some cash there for the things she wanted to buy, but to also be like, okay, it's, it's ridiculous to spend more than this amount of money per month on digital purchases given how much you have so learn that (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and that's where my head's at is like i feel like i want to give them either a credit card which actually feels kind of old school or Mm -hmm. prepaid card and that you can top Mm -hmm. up yeah and just have like an auto transfer into the thing and have them be able to check it and stuff like more like an adult like Mm -hmm. we don't have i mean we we are at an all-time high of having cash on hand because of the babysitter because of the babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Previous to that, the only cash I had would be like a hundred bucks cash in case I had to like, um, you know, cause I was always traveling and there's right, like the emergency cash. Yeah. There's a, usually a situation where like my mom would be watching them. So use the cash to buy pizza or I'd have to like dash for an airplane and like I had need tips for people that only take 
cash tips and mm-hmm. but by like I don't I have zero dollars on me right now. I have absolutely yeah. no. In fact, I, I barely even need my wallet anymore because I'm you can pay with your phone on almost Apple everywhere. Pay. Yeah. 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 Like I th- I think I have a one dollar bill in my wallet. I might have a like a twenty iron flat 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 in my lace in my like in that's deep in my wallet somewhere. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no actually I, I do. I do. Yeah, <laughs> no. I do. But I would I probably wouldn't even remember I had that. I'd be like, oh I forgot my uh, my phone doesn't work here. I guess I have to go somewhere else. Yeah. So anyway, so what the so back to technology, like I, I feel like I feel like the move is, you know, every week if you do your chores, you get this much Amazon credit kind of thing because they complete like to them to them that's yeah, amazon, what money is amazon does let you set up kids accounts where they can go in and say i want to buy this thing and then it texts you to confirm hey do you want to let your kid buy this thing you just made my decision for me <laughs> i did not know that existed yeah yeah we set it up a, a while back oh that's what we're doing because it's yeah, like uh, yeah because i want them they're they're old enough to be able to be like have to decide between things mm-hmm. you know and that did that like you like the way that worked out? Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. Hmm. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then it, you know it comes off of your credit card and yada yada. Um. Yeah, that's cool. I dig that because I think the the money thing. I, I it's I mean money is pretty abstract in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, but it is nice to be able to be like, okay, you know, here here's here are the dollars. You have these many dollars, and I want that. I have. I have seven of these dollars and you want this thing that costs nine of these dollars. So you need how many? Two, two, more, dollars, of, two more of these dollars. Two more yes. of these dollars. And, but it's, it feels like, it feels like I'm teaching them how to ride a horse before they get their license. You, you know what I mean? You a license to ride a horse. No, to drive a car. I mean, <laughs> okay. that is it's true. Like, where do you live that you need a horse license? <laughs> that's funny you bring that up because now that you mention it i feel like you should need a license yeah a i feel like you should <laughs> the horse would probably yeah. wish you did oh yeah exactly yeah but yeah it's it just feels like i'm like it would be like it's just it, it's too indirect like from like wait a minute it's, it's almost more complicated it's like okay i've got these dollars and now I want this thing on Amazon. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, well, give right. me the money and then I'll buy it from Amazon. And it's yeah, like, exactly. Like we've done that with Kira. She's like, hey, mom, I want, I want this thing off Amazon. And, and it's like, okay, you either give me the cash and then I have cash laying around that I'm not going to use. That doesn't really feel like I've gotten the money back because, mm-hmm. or use, or I say, okay. And then I have to remember like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to withhold X amount of money from your next allowance. And yeah, it's so complicated. And it's just like, oh. And yeah, and then we and then we took her. It's like okay, when she was fifteen, I think, to set up a bank account, and 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 I don't know if it's like this everywhere or if it's just the bank we were using it at, at the time. It's like yeah, under eighteen, it can only be a savings account. I'm just like, ah, yeah, that defeats the purpose. I want my kid to learn how to properly use and manage a bank account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so I you you made up my mind for me though. The Amazon kid thing is for sure. And like think of think of that. Oof. Like Amazon like if you're playing the long game, you want to like get kids, you know. Uh-huh. So, you know, the uh the idea that I mean, it's like 
it's so convenient and that's where we're going to buy all their stuff anyway for the most part and they are set up it's like very clever on their part to have that set up Mm -hmm. because like kids are kind of like you know uh, back in the day when i used to think about mobile all the time there was in in especially in africa there were lots of uh, underbanked or unbanked individuals who who would get a check but have no place to deposit it so then you get the sort of check cashing places that have like extremely high um fees fees But they added a lot of convenience because, and, and they saved you from lots of fees because banks certainly love their fees. Right. You didn't have to pay your monthly service charge of 10 bucks for your to deposit your check you get every three months or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, it just, but the reality is like that's where we buy probably 80% of our stuff. Mm-hmm. If it's not groceries, then... Ninety percent of our purchases probably come from Amazon. Right. If it's groceries, then it's DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think we're getting Instacart soon. Um, yeah, or Instacart. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's. I've seen a lot of ads for Instacart hiring in the mm. area, but of course you have to be over eighteen and use your own vehicle. So. Yeah. Nope. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I I'm not sure if I would still use Amazon as much if I lived in a bigger city where I could go like last weekend Kira and I went shopping for art supplies in Lexington which is about an hour away because I had made this promise that like okay once you get your license we'll go out and celebrate and spend x dollars on art supplies at this place so because <laughs> that's, that's how you win the way to my child's heart is with art supplies <laughs> Cooper too he loves art supplies yeah yeah, has he got into Copic markers yet? I don't recognize that name. Okay, good, because they're eight bucks a piece. Mm. <laughs> we, the last time we went to the they're art store, we we walked up and down the pen aisle, and he picked one of like he he must have bought twenty different kinds of pens. Mm-hmm. Not like not like five colors of one kind of pen. He's like wanted to try every kind of pen, right? Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it is, yeah, that is cool. Um, um. We were we were pleasantly surprised. Sharpie has a new brush pen out. We were pleasantly surprised by it, by the oh. way. Um, <laughs> wow. But anyway, so I mean, Sounds we like went the there. Opposite of sharp. <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> <laughs> but we we went there and we shopped for art supplies, and it's like okay, that was a fun experience to get out and do. But I feel like the reason it was a fun experience to get out and do is because we don't do it often, like 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 on the daily basis. I wouldn't want to go to the store and buy my markers when I could sit at home and order them for slightly less money. Mm. Yeah. It's like, you know, there was a, there was a phase where it was like, what wouldn't I buy online? And it was like probably Mm -hmm. jeans or like a bed or a couch. No, I bought my bed online. I bought my couch online. Right. Yeah. I should rephrase. I bought my couch bed online. (laughs) Yeah, we. I mean, all that stuff is like, even, like I was like a, uh, of course, and I'm sure you were too, early adopters of like e-commerce, online shopping. But yeah, well, even back then, I was like, there's some stuff I'm never gonna buy online, but it completely buying it online now. <laughs> and the and I noticed uh, recently, Target and Walmart. Target has same day delivery, like three hour mm-hmm. delivery. Like we can order stuff from a Target, which is great because we save a ton of money because then the kids don't trick me and or like cajole me into buying them stuff and it's just like boom target they just bring it to you it's like it's super yeah there's 
there's still so a lot better. of there's still a lot of things I don't buy online. Like if I can get it at a regular, uh, just like day to day items like cleaning supplies and toiletries and, and that sort of stuff, I could totally get them online. But I still don't. Um, and I've actually started to cut back on the number of online purchases that I make. Maybe not the amount of things I buy online, but the number of individual purchases I make to get them and hmm. try and group them together more. Oh. Just because I'm starting to feel a little. I guess environmentally guilty about getting cardboard boxes in the mail every day. So much cardboard. Well, it's not just the cardboard, but it's all the fuel needed to deliver them and, and all of that sort of stuff. And it's just like, eh. well, it was, it was starting to feel really wasteful. Yeah. I get, I mean, here's the thing though. You're now you're just, you're now you're just aware of the waste that was going to the store. Yeah, that's probably true. The stores have all the cardboard instead. Of, instead of you, the store having the cardboard, you have the cardboard. Instead of the trucks driving to the store, they're driving to your house. That's 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 probably true. Um, and even though they have yeah. like, it's more efficient for them to just drive a truck to a store. Well, now a hundred thousand people are driving to the store. So, yeah, you know, that's a good point. I, I don't think there's a. Sig- I, I would be a little bit surprised if there was a significant difference. I'm sure it's not exactly the same, mm-hmm. um, but. I do, but it but it does dramatically increase your awareness of how much cardboard it is and and all the yeah. other stuff. But I, I wonder, <laughs> like we recycle that stuff, but I I mean surely surely the big stores and stuff recycle that stuff too. Surely the big it's stores not sell just it. All going to the oh they sell it. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I actually have a, a, a I was talking to a, a client type recently who runs a, a software. He creates software for companies to manage the, it's weird that this get, there's like, it's a, this company, it's kind of like a, you can think of it like a independent garbage truck kind of company mm-hmm. and they go around and buy the cardboard from like a target or a Walmart or whatever. And, and it's weird because <laughs> like they have competition <laughs> to buy this so like like the the garbage truck company has competition from other garbage truck recycling companies to buy the thing it's like a it's like an auction almost so there's competition for all the cardboard oh that's weird yeah it's wild and so that so the basically the store is getting paid for someone to come pick up their garbage or recycling hmm and then they, and then they, I, I guess that incentivizes it actually getting recycled. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. And I think the garbage, you know, the, what I'm calling the garbage truck company, uh, I think they process it into new cardboard. Uh, they might not, but I think, I think their main business is making boxes. So they go pick up old boxes as raw material. Okay. And then they do the recycling and reprocessing themselves. Yeah, turn it into a new card. Yeah. I, I could be wrong about that, but it's, it's yeah. fascinating from a from a financial standpoint because you're getting paid for someone to come take your garbage, which is, I guess, that's what Craigslist Craigslist is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know since we since we started recycling, recycling here is annoying because we don't have curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. You can't even pay for curbside pickup. You have to take it to a recycling center, which is like way on the other end of town. Mm. Um. But fortunately, we have friends who come over every si- every Saturday who take their recycling every Sunday. So they just grab ours and take it with theirs. Um, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's the the amount of like actual garbage we're setting out on the curb every week uh, dropped dramatically when we started recycling. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same, same with us. Like we yeah. used to have two like 
you know, two big bins, yeah, two big bins, one for both for garbage. Now there's two big bins, one for garbage, one for recycling. Right. Yeah. Like you some know. weeks we don't even fill one big bin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, this this took a turn. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's all sort of tied in. So like, yeah, like what was your first summer job or your first like job job? My first job job? I didn't have my first job job until I started college. Yeah. Um, and then I was I was dispatching for campus police. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like my, my first job job was like, I mean, besides, pay, you know, paper, of course. But mm-hmm. then my first job job was working at like an amusement park in the summer as like a carnival barker type of person. Okay. So, you know, so obviously that's why I ended up podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I never, I never did work in a fast food place, but I did work in plenty I of restaurants. Uh, my yeah. sister, I think. I never worked retail until I owned the store. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice work if you can get it. Yeah, um, and then I, I did that for, it's probably six years. Yeah. Yeah. While I, while I was, I did that part time for six years while I was also doing software stuff. Mm. Yeah. I was a cashier at CVS for a while. Yeah. So like, it's like sort of like junk, you know, I worked right after that. I worked in a, in a waiting on tables in a banquet hall. Oh, kill me. I mean like, (laughs) Oh, so, you know, to imagine that the, that, that a lot of that is, I mean, just look at the the gig economy and the way the workforce seems to be. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's talked about a lot in the media, especially tech media, which we tend to pay attention to. It's not. I don't think it's made percentage wise. I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think like a serious number of people are like Uber drivers or working for Instacart. But it's coming. It's like yeah. so easy to. Um, yeah, but still, I'm like, it's the teenagers that I'm kind of interested in. Like, what's the what's the teenager's job? How do they actually get paid when they're not supposed to be getting paid? Like, will that change? I think it maybe should. Like, what? Like, it's it's like, why why couldn't I feel it, like banking like banking regulations and what have you need to change so that? Yeah, like what's the what's like, the big deal? Like, my 17 year old should be able able to have a bank account that's. I mean, I don't, like, what, she's, like, suddenly going to mature so much the next 11 months. I mean, yeah, I know she will, but you know what I mean. Like, she's at the point now where could handle a bank account. <laughs> they must. It must be a risk thing. They're afraid that, like, I, teenagers sure will write bad I'm, checks and, I'm like, sure fraud. it is, but... but. It, that would explain the savings account only thing. Mm-hmm. But, but still, but there's also, there's I feel like there's things you could do to mitigate that. You could be like, okay, this account does not have checks. You have debit card only and you like a hard limit that you, we're not going to allow it to go over overdrawn and i don't know yeah but you don't need a bank like for that. that's like it. a that's like a top-up prepaid card yeah exactly yeah so i mean that's a bank but there's a bank behind that but it's not like a not like you know tied to an account when i used yeah. to go into old stone bank with my dad and have this look like a passport but it was just like a ledger and you just like write down with a pencil a golf pencil like i just mm-hmm. put three dollars in for my paper like what come on <laughs> i don't know anyway so I, I think we should probably yeah we're probably rambling even a lot for us <laughs> but uh it's been that kind of week it's just super i just yeah it's just so fascinating, like trying to kind of navigate, like what's the new version of the, uh, what was it called? A passbook or a savings account passbook or something? Like what's, I think what's the so. new version? What's allowance look like now? You know, what is that? I, I yeah. think it's I Amazon mean, for us, gift it was, cards. For us, it was still giving the kid cash, but there were certainly times where 
if it was something we were going to continue doing, I would switch to something other than handing cash. Yeah. Like, okay. They're going to lose it. And, and, and here's the thing. <laughs> We've never had that happen. Oh, I, Maggie, Maggie is like, I find, I, I find a torn up dollar bill on the, that's why I was to don't tear up the, the $20 the bill. 20. You know, that's like 20 of those other ones you tear, tore up, you know, <laughs> and I'll find like, uh, you know, she'll get, she'll get, you know, her grandma give her something, you know, whatever. And just like find them in the laundry and like in a basket mm-hmm. randomly as I'm cleaning up in a room or something. And like, and, but here's the, and, and you might say, well, they should learn how to, to keep Well, no, they, they're not going to use that. Like it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill from a previous millennium, you know, like. No, I mean, keeping track of your things in general is a good skill to learn. Right. But money is really small. It's relatively fragile. It's easy to lose or, or put down in like, whose is this? That's mine. No, it's mine. Like all, all of those things, it, it's anonymous. Like that's a feature of it that I think is cool, like for, for certain reasons in society. But it has all of these attributes that are negative and, and you need to learn like, you know, you need to have a wallet or a purse or whatever, and you need to have a special place to put your money in. You need to make sure no one steals it, your wallet or your purse, and you need to make sure that, you, you know, blah, 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 all these things. It's like, well, yeah, but, but you're going to need that anyway for, you're going to, you're going to need those habits anyway for ID. Mm, I guess. But the ID is like your, like you find somebody's license, you know whose it is. I know. And you're not going to rip up I'm, a license. And, no, but you're going to have to have that habit of, of keeping track of it and not losing it because even if it could, even if they do, it's like, Oh, this belongs to this person, get it back to them. It's still going to be a major inconvenience to just like leave it laying around and lose it. So you have to develop those habits anyway. That's true. And I think, I think where I'm coming from is specific to us because like Mag, I could, I could say to Maggie, uh, where are your pink shoes? No, shoes is a bad example. Like where, where's your, um, endo stuffy? And she'd be like, it's upstairs under my bed. Like she knows where <laughs> everything is. She's, she's hyper spatially oriented and she's very, very keyed into physical objects. She has an amazing mm-hmm. memory. She gets from her mother, not me. And, and she still can't keep track of cash. It's, there's something about it that for, at least for her, it's too abstract. It doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like she has, she has the ability to know she's very like, that's mine. That's not yours. She's very like, she's very good in that way. But I don't know. There's just something about it that's different. Like it's not real to her. It it's not. It has no value. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It has no value. It's too abstract from from. It's too abstract from the Amazon experience, which she does understand. <laughs> so it's like, how would this even turn into something? Like, how would I like like where do I put this to get that thing off of Amazon like, that I want? Like, like, how like, do well, I how do I stuff this in the laptop to get? Right. It's useless. It's basically a useless thing to her. So I'm like, okay, so do I need to teach her that this isn't a useless thing? Or is that really just me being an old fart? Because she would immediately understand, like she immediately knows what Roblox are, which mm-hmm. are the, the money system inside of Roblox. She knows what that is all day long. So if she had that in Amazon, she had Amazon bucks, she'd be like, oh, those are my Amazon bucks. Don't, don't miss my, Cooper, did you buy something on my Amazon bucks? Yeah. <laughs> like she, she already learned that lesson from video games. So to, to force her to kind of do all of this stuff that we learned as kids around cash and maintenance of cash and like making sure that you don't leave it someplace where somebody else accidentally picks it up or picks it up on purpose. 
it, it all just seems really uh, anachronistic. Outdated. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of Sorry, I- you, inconvenient. Sorry, you used a bigger word. <laughs> Sorry. Just like inconvenient, hard, and, and like from a different a previous generation. It's like, I don't, like maybe, it, yeah. I mean, it probably have some good aspects, but I'm not going to do it. I don't want to have a lot of cash around. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to to Gen Con at the end of July, and we're going to be taking a lot of cash with us because uh, everybody in the convention center that processes credit cards uses Square, and you know <laughs> what Wi-Fi connections are like at big conventions. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, we're taking such and such cash. Okay, you carry this amount. You carry this amount. Let's split it up between two places in case pockets get picked or things get lost. And <laughs> and it's just yeah, like, all that stuff. Right. Right. And I mean, some of, some of that has to do with the fact that you're going to be walking around amongst a crowd of 70,000 other people. Yep. And so you don't want your cash to be in obvious places where it's easily grabbed and, and walked off with. But Yeah, and the other thing is <laughs> yeah. you're out of your normal environment. So, like, for mm-hmm. me, I'm, I'm like the nutty professor in st- situations like that where I'll, like, I'll just, like... But where did I put it? Because yeah, it's, you can't put it where you normally put it. Right, my your normal place. broken. Exactly. My normal place is gone. I'm not near my normal place. So like things just fly off of me in every direction. Yeah. Yeah, Like I bet you last year I checked probably 20 times during the day to make sure my wallet was still in my pocket. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like for me, when I go on stuff like that, I like to have like, I, I, if, if I had the, um, the, uh, strength of character to wear a fanny pack, that is what I would wear, (laughs) but I don't. So I would, I would try and jam everything into my lanyard when I was at a conference Mm-hmm. You know, phone in the pocket, wallet in the pocket, and everything else that I needed, like room key, all that, you know, all that stuff in the lantern because I will definitely yeah. lose it. So yeah, I just put it down while I'm doing something. And, you know, so these days, the the only thing I really need is my phone. It's and, the phone, and yeah. either my license or my passport in some cases. But fortunately, I'm mm-hmm. old enough looking now that I don't really need my license anymore for like carding type stuff. Right. You just need it like when you're getting on the plane. Not anymore. Scan your face. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would bring it, you know, I always bring a passport when I'm traveling just in case. Mm-hmm. But it's getting down to, it's getting down to phone and passport. Like, see you later, bye. Phone and passport and, and teenagers streaming on Twitch for their summer income when they're not <laughs> in the middle of recovering from impending wrist surgery. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> these, this modern world. Yeah. Wow. I wish it stop, or yeah. I'm going to end up ranting. We're talking about all this money and, and technology, and I'm going to end up ranting about the cost of healthcare in the U.S. if we don't stop. So, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one wants to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows. We all know it's bad. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, great place to leave it. Very <laughs> good place, because I could go off on that one, too. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next time for Terrifying Robot Talk. Bye. Bye.